Welcome to episode 13 of The Life and Times of the Osborne Man. I am your host, Holly Hazard. This week's episode takes place in January of 1921. Sue's sister, Aunt Bess, writes a long letter to the Briggs girls. She talks about her other sister, Lil, going, quote, south to Washington, end quote, for the winter. You may remember Lil from Marion's letters. She and her husband, Vic, recently sold their home in Philadelphia to become farmers. Marion was not impressed. She's writing on blue stationery, something referenced in her letter. And she also references her husband, Ralph. And now, Aunt Bess. Philadelphia, morning light, January 10th, came this week. Dear girls, I have so much writing all the time, I'm going to let one letter answer for both this time. I'm sending Marianne a card so my letter will not give her too great a shock. I'd like to write each one of you a letter every week, but honest engine, I write letters till it seems so I have ink on the brain. I've just finished separate letters to each of my sisters, besides Marianne's card, and there are others waiting. Please don't think I am as blue as this paper suggests. It was given me for Christmas, and something about it gives me a razzle-dazzle to write on it. That's gratitude. I expect you both hear from Aunt Lil. Uncle Vic is better and working. Aunt Lil was entertaining, her fourth cold since arriving in Washington. Nothing like going south for the winter for your health. We were at Morrisville for a little time yesterday. Uncle John Broad seems better. Though we have a little snow, the state road was fine. Some excitement at the quiet little burg of Voopville. When we arrived, every stand on the bridge and nearby seems two men and two women from New Berlin riding in a new Ford, going into Boopville from Hamilton, some way lost control of the machine before a driver could make a turn, went through the strong fence or rail into the water, and of course, folks were underneath the car, but soon rescued. The driver badly one of the women not as bad. All are being cared for at the hotel. We saw the men and the long black team drag the Ford out of the water and up the steep bank. It was smashed all to pieces, one wheel off. Well, enough of this. Ralph was delighted with his box of candy and thanks you all. Say, did you girls call or did I have a dream? I sure felt sorry not to have seen or heard more of you, but, you know, I was to blame. I was obliged to be polite and listen to your mother's address. Well, come again. What a time you girls must have had driving vacation, especially exchanging experiences, etc. And Marion asking questions and so interested and eager to hear and know all of all about her dear old Syracuse. Expect you both were very busy. We saw the men in the long black team drag the Ford out of the water and up the steep bank. It was smashed all to pieces, one wheel off. Well, enough of this. Ralph was delighted with his box of candy and thanks you all. Say, did you girls call or did I have a dream? I sure felt sorry not to have seen or heard more of you, but, you know, I was to blame. I was obliged to be polite and listen to your mother's address. Well, come again. What a time you girls must have had driving vacation especially exchanging experiences, etc., and Marion asking questions and so interested and eager to hear and know all expect you both were very busy. And Marion 
Does teaching come easier this term? Do you girls remember the bulbs and the dish of water in our bay window that day you were up? Well, they're in bloom, so sweet and white. I took one of them to Uncle John yesterday. Ralph is very much interested in church, and Professor Barford, one of the finest men, is his teacher. They started with Ralph, the only scholar. Now they are one dozen. Ralph is vice president, and the class is divided. Ralph's side won the last quarter, and the losers give them a banquet Thursday evening. I'm going to invite the class up here some evening before long. Ralph is very fond of games, so most of my evenings are spent playing games with him. How often I wish we were situated so you girls could come with a bunch of your friends for a six o'clock dinner in the evening. I have a new key, pick, and music for the zither and intend to let you people take it home that day and tune it. Uncle Frank enjoyed the birthday song and thought it was very cute. It was certainly sweet and dear of you. But I was so disgusted, I never thought of our freezer of ice cream, maple, until you had gone, and most of all, I didn't insist that your mother have a bite or something hot to drink. But she took all my time and attention. Uncle Frank has made the little room upstairs trifle larger and just finished papering it. Looks quite stunning for farmers. There was a most wonderful sunset, so I guess we're booked for a nice day tomorrow. The sky was beautiful last night. Have you seen that one large, wonderful star? I often watch it from our west bedroom window. I've hustled this, fearing it would be dark before I finished. Perhaps you've forgotten, Elizabeth? I said Jesse Harris's and Winterell's kerchief counter last I knew. Be sure and go in and inquire and talk with her. She's a fine girl. I'm very fond of her. Always glad to hear from you, but don't think you must write. I know you are busy, and remember, I'd like to write more often. Love to both, Aunt Bess. Just as with their Uncle Frank, an Osborne salesman, and Aunt Lil and Uncle Vic, the girls seem very close to their aunts and uncles, including Aunt Bess, even into adulthood. This week, Aunt Bess was narrated by Carol McCarran. This podcast is produced by Holly Hazard, music provided by Escalante Music from Pond 5. Thank you for listening. Thank you.